0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpresscom Amex. Trigger warning: While specifics are not directly discussed, the upcoming episode could be traumatic for those listening. Shut up! Shut up! Shut Stay up! up shut up! Thing 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 thing. Thing. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And I shouldn't just say another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. This is the first episode of 2022. Yeah. We have returned. Sasha, I've missed you. How are you?
0: I'm I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, it's been weird to, mm-hmm. to not be recording these on the day that we record them. Um, but... I think also like, I feel a little like refreshed and like energized to, to kind of dive into 2022. I'm excited for what the year brings us.
1: Yes. I mean, that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm not a big like resolution person. I Mm -hmm. want to be clear when I say that I am not against resolutions at all. If you are somebody who likes to set resolutions, great. I'm just big on do what's right for you. I do like this time of year because there's so much kind of like hope for what the year ahead can bring.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, it's, It's definitely a time to kind of reflect on the things that maybe you want to accomplish. Maybe the things that you thought, oh, that didn't happen in the last year. I'd like to spend more time here. For me, I just have found that I'm really lacking on my own personal creativity. So it's something that I'd like to focus on more in 2022. So it's like, I'd like to see where I get by December. So I like this time of year, whether you're a resolution person or just a, hey, I'm just going to keep going. Like, honestly, like this is just a good time for reflection, no matter what that looks like. You don't need to be tied to any kind of specific resolution unless that's something that works really well for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I, I saw a post not that long ago. Um, cause I'm not a big resolution person either. Um, I have a bunch of different thoughts on that, but I'm again, like you, I'm not <laughs> against anybody making them. Um, I, but I saw a post that was like, pick you a word for the year. And I was like, the one that popped out on me, uh, out to me on that piece of paper, or the post or whatever was, um, intention. And I was like, that is a good one. Cause last year I was all about like, I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. Like if I commit to something, I'm going to do my best to, to keep that commitment. Um, but I think intention is a good word, just given the last, everyone keeps saying we've been in this pandemic for three years, but it's only been two. It's um,
1: <laughs> only, we're, we're heading into the third year, yeah. but let's not jump the gun quite yeah. yet. We actually haven't even been like, well, technically depending on where you live, uh, two years, but it's like, yeah. didn't even hit the like peak of everything for another couple of months. So we're not even fully two years into it. So like exactly, glass half full. <laughs> uh,
0: exactly. Um, but I thought intention was, was a good one just because I think that, um, like the word and definition intention is like putting the things in place to do what you're going to do, like to get to a goal. Um, so I thought that was a good word.
1: Well with intention, mm. I like that word a lot because I'm going to do a little plug for you. I think this oh. before we get anywhere else, I do want to just say, and we'll link this in the show notes. Um, Sasha also co-hosts a podcast called the meet call. <laughs> la, 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 all my words are just jumbling together this morning. Um, <laughs> She co-hosts a podcast called Meathead Test Kitchen. It has been nominated for Best Fitness Podcast and the Sports Podcast Awards. Um, You can vote right now. And Mm -hmm. we can link that if you'd like to go Um, put some support behind Sasha and Sadie and what they are doing with Meathead Test Kitchen. So when we're talking about intention and resolutions and maybe lack thereof of resolutions (laughs) and just setting goals and different things, it's a great podcast, really recommend it. I I was going to wait until the end of the podcast to throw that plug in, but I figured I would put it at the top of the show in case any of you decide to leave early (laughs) because you need to hear it now. So
0: go With that said too, there are also two Hail Varsity podcasts or, uh, two podcasts, two other podcasts on the herd media network, I preview with Brandon Vogel, who you may be familiar with, if you're familiar with Hale varsity mm-hmm. and also, um, athletes unfiltered, which is co-hosted by Jeff Ekstrom and former now Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez. So those two podcasts are also, um, voted or are in the best college sports podcast category. So you can vote for them too.
1: There's a lot. I mean, look, 2022 is already off to a great start. (laughs) So, you know, when we were talking about what we wanted to kick off this this new year with, it's going to be a little bit of a heavier topic, but I think Mm. it's an important one because like many of you, I feel like as the weather has gotten colder, we are definitely in the the thick of winter. Like it has... Mm. It has come with a vengeance. Like we were coasting along with some nice warm weather in December. And then that last week of December, it just um, hit us like a ton of bricks. We are in winter. Now we're going to get like those like random warm January days where it's Mm -hmm. like a rare 45, 50 degree day. And then you kind of get a little hope that spring is near. And then you have to remember that February is still ahead. So again, we are in the thick of winter, which means it's a really good time to binge watch TV shows and in fact I have seen so many of you um uh yellow is it Yellowstone is a big yes. one right now?
0: Oh my gosh. By the way, really quick on a on a a light note. Um that is a really good show and if you haven't watched it yet, it's I was told that it would start off slow but like I didn't think it started off slow at all. I mean it gets right into it. So it's it's really good. There are four seasons. They just finished up season 4. So watch that if you can.
1: I know Ozark is mm. about to come out as well with the, the final season. So it's like a good time, a lot of binge watching. Now yes. for me, um, one of my favorite shows on Netflix is Cheer. Mm. Uh, Cheer season two just recently dropped. I have already watched all nine episodes. Before we dive into what we wanted to talk to specifically with not about Cheer per se, but Cheer definitely kind of is uh, the like springboard into the conversation. Mm-hmm the thing that like when cheer debuted which is this is wild this is super super wild for anyone who's like hey we've been in this pandemic for 3 years like when we we're talking about like actually yeah. thinking about the time the first season of cheer debuted in january 2020 that oh, show like a billion years ago. <laughs> yeah. My brain had thought that that was like, we had watched it pandemic kind of like tiger King, but it yeah. wasn't, it had come out prior before. Cause they were even starting to film season two mm-hmm. before the pandemic hit because they did not know what was coming at that point. Mm-hmm. So I loved cheer season one. Now I will give a little context to this as a former cheerleader myself, I have often felt that cheerleading does not get the respect that it deserves. And now it's starting to more and more, but especially competitive cheerleading. I grew up in like when I was in high school, cheer was not considered a sanctioned sport. In many cases, it's still not, that is incredibly dangerous because in many Mm -hmm. cases, especially in middle schools, high schools, um, anything that's not like a gym-based setting across this country, there are teams that are setting out mats in lunchrooms. Uh, they're setting out mats in spaces that basically they can find. They're doing practices where they are tumbling and they are going full out without a, an athletic trainer available mm-hmm. to them. They do not have the same um, – they just don't have the same resources that a true, quote-unquote, true sport – might have and I have long felt that this is incredibly dangerous where you have literal gymnasts not receiving the same kind of just attention that they Mm -hmm. should of any other sport in a school so when cheer came out it was like this is amazing because it's going to bring continued attention and um, respect to the sport and you saw Navarro navarro community college in texas one of the best in the country um be just great at what they do coach monica who has been with navarro for i think i think they said like eight or nine years now she's been there like she's building she is like the nick Mm Saban of collegiate cheerleading now they they're a junior college they compete at the junior college level now when you ever look at like there's two different like governing bodies of, uh, competitive cheer and dance. And you might be like, what's the difference? One is the national dance association, national cheer association. And one is the universal cheer and the universal dance association. Um, that's just two entities. And it's Mm -hmm. just a choice, which one you want to participate in. Like when I was competing, we, we competed within the UCA UDA world, but like Navarro goes through NDA NCA, a lot of, um, this is just my perspective a lot of programs that have athletes that come from the um uh what's the word I'm looking for they they compete with like their gyms that like group tends to also be more in the NDA NCA world Mm -hmm. um so long story short I was very excited when cheer season one came out because it was something where I was like This is going to be bring respect to the sport. People very quickly fell in love with the athletes. You saw just a greater, you just saw a broader respect for what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, like, especially with like male cheerleaders, like there's always like a stigma associated. And then suddenly you're now seeing like, holy smokes, these are incredibly strong men. They're 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 true, like athletes. In some cases, like one of the the secondary not secondary, but the, this, the Trinity college that they Trinity Christian, that is a Trinity Christian. My brain is like all over the place. I was like, if anybody wants to know, like how my, like cheer, like Whatever. Uh Trinity Valley. Oh my gosh. I don't (laughs) know why I said Trinity Christian. I think my brain was like pulling four different schools together. So like Trinity Valley's uh head coach that this is like when I said secondary school, like their focus kind of they're like got like a secondary focus in the secondary in the second season of cheer. Okay, we're back on track. (laughs) Anyway, their head coach, he talks about like he grew up playing football, he grew up playing other things, he grew up doing all of this other stuff. So like for him. Like, I think not to say that to legitimize anything he does, but for him, he just saw a greater path forward in cheerleading where he was like, I was a better cheerleader than I was a football player. And so because of him, he was able to get, you know, scholarships, opportunities. He's now a head coach at a college um, leading a team to nationals. They just, um, they just competed head on head with Navarro. I'm not going to give any spoilers away about like what ended up happening. If you haven't watched, it's just cheerleading is is a really really tough sport and I was so excited to see it get that attention Mm -hmm. all of that to say one of the things that season two of cheer had to address so after season one of cheer debuted they had this this spring of just absolute chaos they were invited to meet oprah oprah Mm -hmm. had them come to a big event that she did um they were on the ellen show they were going to things like the oscars they became instant celebrities kendall jenner fell in love with one of the cheerleaders and got to meet her and that was like a whole thing and got to do a cheer with them. And in this process, one of the cheerleaders that became an instant fan favorite, I loved him was a cheerleader named Jerry Harris. Mm -hmm. He had this story of like, he had a tough upbringing. Um, He came from, he was from Chicago. He was, he was just like somebody that like had every reason to sort of like look at the world as jaded and be upset and feel like things had not been handed to him, but he had the best attitude. He was known for what was called Matt. Talk. He Matt talked to people and he was just so energetic and happy. And so again, they would have him go to the Oscars or Ellen would have him come on his show on her show. And they would, um, have him Matt talk people and he became an instant celebrity overnight. I mean, his following grew exponentially. He was invited to cheer gyms all over to continue just this like frenzy of celebrity that came yeah. very quickly. But the thing that we did not know was happening behind the scenes is during this time period. Um, Jerry had been messaging other cheerleaders, many of whom, if not all, were underage, and like we're talking 13, 14, 15 years old, and soliciting um explicit photos, uh videos, sending them explicit photos and videos. Uh, the two young men who ultimately brought this story forward. They are twins. One of them was even cornered in a bathroom at a cheerleading competition where Jerry wanted him to have sex with him. And when his mom, when their mom found out about this, she obviously was horrified, wanted to do something about it, reported the incident and ultimately found that nothing was happening like Mm -hmm. it's just like people weren't taking it seriously and so she was continuously looking for what can be done how can how can we how can I protect my sons and how can we ensure that this doesn't happen to anyone else I am like severely like um not this the story I mean for her this took place I think she said from like May until like August was like the time period of like trying to get anyone to pay attention. So we'll link all of the stories if you want to go read any of these. Now, episode five of Cheer season two is the episode that deals with this entire topic really in depth. It's the episode is called Jerry. I really recommend it. I think Cheer did a a really good job of presenting it because Mm -hmm. they knew they had to. The way that this... Second season goes is it starts with the 2020 season. It ends in se- in episode four when the pandemic hits. And then you get into episode five, which is kind of everything that then happens to what leads to the, the Jerry being indicted in September. Mm-hmm. So then season, as you can kind of guess season two then follows into the 2021 season. So it's almost like a two year arc, but it's cut in the middle by the story of what happened with Jerry. Um, so the two, the two twins, and I do want to say they their twin brothers, Charlie and Sam, um, they are absolute, like, they knew that they were going to get a lot of hate and they knew that like people were going to, it, they were, it was, they were going up against everyone's beloved Jerry. And yeah. I mean, the fact that they were only 13 when all of this started happening to them. And when I was when I was watching them and watching just the strength that they had to sit there and talk about what happened and why they came forward and why this was so important. I was just like, you know, I hope that they feel the support that they so deserve because these are the, like, these are the hard things that have to happen. You have to have people coming forward to make change in these spaces. Yeah. So ultimately um, in the end, uh, Charlie and Sam's mom filed a report with the FBI that really kick-started um, people actually paying attention. USA Today broke an article, which um, we'll come back to USA Today because that might sound a little familiar in just a moment. Um, and then, like I said, by September, um, he had been indicted. The reason that USA Today and this whole story was – it honestly kind of like sent a shiver down my spine when I heard mm. it. So the attorney for Sam and Charlie, she is one of the earliest known victims of abuse by former United States gymnastics physician, Larry Nasser. She talked about her own experience where even at the age of 25, she was going to see Nasser for treatment and not realizing what he was doing was not, was, not something that you like. That is right. not true treatment. She did not realize she was being sexually assaulted by this person until more and more gymnastic gy- gymnasts, excuse me, started coming forward. Um, so USA Today journal, the two USA to g- USA Today journalists who broke the story on Harris, they had done a larger investigation into sexual misconduct within the cheerle- cheerleading world. Now, also. USA Today is who did the big, the big investigation into what was going on into United States gymnastics. So the reason that I told Sasha, I wanted to talk about this is as I was watching season two, after we got to the end of it, my now, my now new husband, (laughs) he made a comment about how is this sort of just allowed? Like, how is this a thing between both gymnastics and cheerleading? And I, 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 I won't lie. There's a lot of crossover. A lot of gymnasts end up as competitive cheerleadings. A lot of competitive cheerleaders do gymnastics, obviously, mm-hmm. because they're in the same gyms. Tumbling is basically, it is gymnastics with mm-hmm. just in like, it, it's insane. Again, when we talk about like treating cheerleading as a sport, there's a reason, um, there's just a different like extra layer to cheerleading that gymnastics maybe doesn't necessarily have with like the performance. But Mm. even then, like anyway, I that's a whole another episode about gymnastics versus cheerleading whatever. (laughs) But I was kind of sitting there thinking about it because as somebody who did cheer, I, I immediately felt like wanting to like defend the sport of like, well, no, it's not all bad. And the thing is, is it's not. But there are these like really dark sides to gymnastics and these really dark sides to cheerleading that have been allowed to just continue for years and years and years and years. And when you think about these sports, gymnastics and cheerleading are sports that you have like really wide ranges of ages working with one another. Yep. You have teams where you have a 13 year old competing with a 30 year old on the same team. And that's not even including the coaches and the um, trainers and the people who have access to these, these kids. And the thing with like, and I remember this, the thing about with competition based sports like this is often parents are not present for a lot of things. They're there, they're Mm -hmm. watching, but there are many times where like, I mean, even watching cheer, there's, there's young athletes who are saying my parents couldn't afford to travel to some of these competitions. Cause it's not like every competition is down the street. Some of them are taking you out of state they're taking. So there are opportunities for people to pray because it's, it's just a different world and competitive situation. Mm -hmm. And for so many parents, it's not like a lack of like, it's not like they don't like care about their children. It's not like they're not paying attention. It's just they're not physically present and that is where people are praying. Is mm-hmm. they're praying in these like gaps where they think no one is looking. And that is the really scary thing about cheerleading and gymnastics and those aren't the only two sports. There are plenty yeah. of other sports I was that have had...
0: of hockey. Yeah, um, like and... there
1: are just worlds yeah. that like need to be addressed.
0: Yeah, it's um when you put it like that, like, and and this isn't like, don't put your kids in gymnastics or cheer. It's more calling attention to the fact that it's 2022 now at this point, and these things are still happening. Um, and I don't, when you were, when you sent me the information on what we're going to talk about today, my gut reaction was how are we still here? How is this not talked about? And I felt I guess the best emotion that I could put on it is ashamed that I didn't know more about this. That's how much it's not talked about. Like, um, so we both thought that this was a super important conversation to have just because I don't know that there is enough awareness until larger cases like this happen. And at that point, there's already lifelong damage done to the individuals that this is happening to. And it's, it's lifelong because it's lifelong trauma and it's lifelong things and injuries that you have to work through. Like, sometimes for the rest of your entire life.
1: And you think of like the amount of like, it it goes so far beyond just like, so when we think about like, when we think about like the case that was ultimately brought against Larry Nassar and the amount of women who had to come forward and say, this is something that happened to me and the amount of trauma that had to be exposed just to, convict somebody of all of their wrongdoings but you think about think about all of the things that he did beyond just his own victims he he changed the comfortability of so many athletes where yeah. they now don't know who to trust they don't know who has their best interest in heart at heart they don't know um it, it's a, it's a very it's it goes so like we we when it's almost like an onion, you peel the layers mm. back of the damage of the things that they have, like the the, the ripple effect of what they yeah. have done in the sport. And like I was saying this to Sasha, you think of Simone Biles as somebody who literally felt so like she could like her own mental health was so affected. She went and started her own gym because yeah. that was the only way for her to feel safe in a space that she loves and I think about like there's when I talk about how cheer I felt did a good job with how it handled the episode on Jerry they did not make him out they did not make him seem like I don't feel like they made you feel empathetic for him at all right Um, I think where I felt a little bit more empathetic toward anyone outside of just the victims themselves. Like, I want to be clear, like that is first and foremost, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking about secondary from that was listening to his teammates who felt so blindsided, who felt like, like his, one of his teammates, Ladarius Marshall, who said, if I would have, I would have snatched him up, if I would have ever known about this stuff, I feel like it would have been worse than him going to jail. I don't care how famous you are, how much money you've got. I don't care how much people love you that don't give you the right to do stuff like this, especially when one of your best friends, you know, went through something like that. Yeah. And like to hear like the pain that you could feel in like someone like Ladarius's voice of like, this is not what I knew. And to feel almost so like blindsided by the fact that these are this is somebody that they had all supported and now you're feeling almost like you just don't know people and that's the thing that is really really hard and I I will say like the the one thing that the episode did that I think is really um I even need to do some more reflection on is so when and I'll even just go read it when this all happened Monica the coach of Navarro she was on Dancing with the Stars she had gone to Los Angeles in August this was this predated anything that they knew there was no like it's not like she left knowing something was coming this was like this predated anything so she was in Los Angeles when the news broke and the way that the show depicts what ends up happening for her. She was on stage at Dancing with the Stars for dress rehearsal. Her phone wasn't with her. She was getting ready for the live show and an executive producer basically came up and said, have you heard what happened? And she basically had to go through the show and she was dreading going back to get her phone because she was just like processing Mm -hmm. everything she was learning. And so she ends up posting this on Instagram our hearts are shattered into a million pieces. We are devastated by this shocking, unexpected news. Our children must be protected from abuse and exploitation, and we are praying hard for the victims and everyone affected. Please respect our privacy as our family mourns during this heartbreaking time. The attorney for Sam and Charlie did not like this statement. She felt like what Monica should have said was basically, I stand with all, um, all children, like I basically, she wanted her to go harder at Jerry in that moment. And I, the only thing that like, I have to even process with this is kind of like sometimes our reaction to things and our reaction to other people's reactions, because in this case, like watching sort of the process of Monica choosing to write this and share this on Navarro's Mm -hmm. Instagram account you could tell she was kind of trying to come to terms with like what she, like for her, she's like, I felt like a parent figure to this individual. Yeah. And she hadn't like, I don't know if she's spoken to him yet, but at the time where, when they filmed cheer, she's like, I've heard from him, but I have not responded because I don't know what I would say. I don't have the words. I don't know what I would say to him. So you can tell the like heartbreak that she's feeling. And I, I think like knowing what um Sam, the, the attorney went through herself in gymnastics helps me kind of understand her process of thinking as well. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, it was just a reminder of, you know, in these situations where people are sort of having to process real time, especially on social media, uh, allowing a little grace as people come to terms with what is actually happening, because I think social media has changed our there's instant there's a need for instant reaction we have to say something right away if you have if you're not saying something right away you're either condoning or you're you're basically like it you're saying something by saying nothing which sometimes is true but i also think sometimes allowing people a little space to process so that they don't feel like they have to say something um until they're more aware of what it is that they can Say for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was just something that I just want to throw out there that when I was watching this episode, I was like, you know, I think I tend to jump to conclusions of what people are saying in a moment, and maybe I even need to do some reflection on like
0: that's what I was going to kind of that's what my thought process was as you were explaining this is like, you know, what you just said, if if you don't respond right away, then it's it's perceived as you're in some way condoning it when really, something of this magnitude, I feel like you should be given the grace to be able to collect your thoughts. And actually, instead of like gut reaction, like, I don't think that whatever she would have said, or could have said, or could have said differently or whatever in that very moment, I don't think is possible. Um, Cause it's it's heavy and it's, it's shocking and it's, it's got a lot of gravity, gratitude. Is that, that's not a word. Um, but it's it's very it's a grave situation, and um, I think being able to put together the proper words for and to like be able to make everyone feel like you said the right thing is is kind of impossible um, when the need with social media is to feel like you have to put something out immediately.
1: And I just it's I think when we get frustrated with people, we sometimes are um, ignoring where we should be placing our frustration and anger and blame. So like one of the things for me that I walked away from um, this this story, this episode, but also having had followed this story from the time that it broke is that Sam and Charlie's mom, she not only went to um cheer athletics the gym that harris was affiliated with and was ultimately blown off by the way the the woman who owns the gym or at least one of the owners um essentially like kind of treated it like you're misunderstanding, whatever. I'm like, that needs to be probably uh, looked a little bit more hard. Like there needs to be a harder look there. I would be more frustrated there because this is somebody who is having information brought to them and is ultimately um, passing it off as your misunderstanding. Um, At least that's how it was presented. Like I I wasn't a part of the conversation, so I can't speak to it. But that is how it was presented when they were when they were interviewing uh, Sam and Charlie's mom. She was basically like she did not take it seriously. She also went to the United States All-Star Federation because All-Star Cheer. That's the word I was looking for. A lot of these gyms, All-Star Cheer is a big deal. It's a very big business. Um, I promise you most of your towns have an all-star gym. If not a couple, I know Omaha, for instance, has a couple Lincoln, I think has at least one. And I'm just talking in Nebraska. So think about like, when you're talking all across the country, there are these all-star gyms are big businesses. And so, uh, they have the United States all-star federation. She went there and same thing. It was just pretty much was like, not a thing. And, um, what's the, uh, uh, I'm going to go look this up really quick, but the fact that she was going to people that you feel like as a parent, Hey, these should, these people should help be able to help me. She even went to like, and I I can't even remember uh, which she went to, but she reported essentially the like child sexual abuse. And like, Mm -hmm. that was essentially like ignored. Like she went to multiple places thinking, these people are going to help me. Now I know some, I saw some people who were like, why didn't you go to the police? But like, again, you're going to where you think you should start, which is like the people who are the head of things. Mm -hmm. And so she did go to the FBI and that was really where the FBI, uh, was the one that pretty much, it sounds like once the FBI was alerted, it was like a pretty quick, um, turnaround. But I mean, I felt just like it was just so harrowing to listen to Sam and Charlie talk about the fact that they knew when they were going to come forward, news stations and people who are going to tell their story were basically like, do you want to be anonymous? And they were like, "Uh, while we'd probably love to be, we can't, because then all people are going to do is go, well, where are the receipts? Where's the proof? Where's, where's your evidence? That is actually what Charlie said. And they knew what they were going up against with someone like the fame level of Jerry Mm -hmm. Harris. And the fact that if you didn't have a face associated and that's the thing about um, victim blaming is we put victims in a, in a place where like, it is, it is hard for them to come forward because there's very little to gain. And I think of like, I think of so many instances of people who come forward and talk about, hey, this thing happened to me. And then you always get this person or these people who immediately want to resort to, well, you're just looking for fame, you're just looking for attention. And it's like these people are potentially ruining their like livelihoods. Yeah. Like they're, they're 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 what are they gaining? And I will say, I appreciated this in the end, Charlie, when they asked, when they were asked if they had any regrets, would they come forward again? They both very clearly said, yes, we would. And Charlie ended by saying, I want to be the start of change and cheer. And I think that that is so important because as somebody who loves gymnastics, as somebody who loves cheerleading, I want to feel proud of the sports that I support like I think of like even like another sport that I think like you said hockey another one that I think has had issues and over time is ice skating Mm -hmm. um these are things that like if we want them to be better we need to allow change to happen and I think I think this is like hopefully the start of change of, of, of good change because telling parents, Hey, you need to have a more watchful eye or you need to be more aware of what's going on. Like that's one thing, but like, again, it's not like parents are ignoring their children, Yep. but at the same time, think, think about it like this you're a parent and you have kids and your kids have basketball practice you drop them off at the gym they go through basketball practice you pick them up you don't know what's happening in that time period either now in a lot of cases um a basketball practice is probably what an hour or two Mm -hmm. the thing with cheerleading and gymnastics is some of these practices are like four hours like they're living at their gyms they're living at these competitions and so these this inherently makes these spaces like we were talking about just dangerous in a different way that's not to say anything else any other activities your kids are in can't be dangerous like heck show choir could have its own slew of issues when you think about like the amount of times that kids are allowed to be sort of alone without people and parents and adults present and even then adults can be the bad people in this situation But at some point, this sport, just like gymnastics, has to legitimately be looked at and addressed and understood why like this continues to happen, why we are allowing our children to be put into situations where they can be harmed at the hands of people who are taking advantage of the system. Yep. And if this is how it's going to continue, maybe we have to change the system.
0: Yep. And that and that's kind of something that I, I I mentioned earlier when we were talking before we started recording. Just like, how do you because it's it's kind of like the this the scenario that played out in my head is like basically in these spaces, it's it's like a locker room situation, right? So like you're telling me that other people around these individuals have no idea that something like this might be happening. Why are we continuing to turn a blind eye and not take allegations like these as seriously as they need to be? Every single allegation should be vetted period. There shouldn't be a, I think that you're misunderstanding. No, you should look at every single one Um, because in a way when you, when you turn a blind eye or, or, try to downplay a situation, you're victim blaming. Um, and, and I don't think that individuals out there that this is happening to are just making shit up. Um, they yeah, should all I be mean, taken seriously.
1: just, if you just Google sexual assault and cheerleading and in gymnastics. I mean, there's there's a case recently filed just in December from two young women, two twin um, against a coach at a gym. And here's the thing. uh, And again, we can link all of these things. So if you want to go spend, I mean, it's a heavy topic, but it's good to just... This from the from the USA Today reporters who broke all these stories, they recently had an update as early as just a week ago, talking about how cheer coaches and athletes continue to work in sport despite sexual misconduct allegations. And just to like kind of give a really like quick overview of this, it's been over a year. At this point, since everything uh, came to light about Jerry Harris and that started to bring forward even more and more about the governing body of competitive cheerleading, again, the U.S. All-Star Federation, um, and just, again, USA Today had an investigation expose all of these weaknesses in the sports child protection policies, and it's been over a year and little has changed. So, example. um, so they they kind of gave an example uh, examples of other gyms and cheer organizations that have failed to enact anything to protect their athletes. North Carolina gym owner Nicholas Sweeney was suspended by the USA SF in January under well under law enforcement investigation relating to his conduct with alle- with athletes, including allegations that he'd taken photos of them and told one of them she could take off her underwear when changing into uniform. Um, In an email to parents, the USASF said Sweeney would be prohibited from coaching athletes in the program. But parents emailed the USASF and its investigators more than a dozen times voicing concerns about his continued presence in the gym. So he's not coaching, but he's still present. He has denied wrongdoing, but it's like, as of as of a guest last Friday from the time we are recording this, the co-owner of the gym says he's in the process of selling shares in the company in light of a permanent band and that he's no longer allowed in the gym. But again, how, much had to happen here's another one this is the one i was talking about jose alvarez is facing two felony cases in texas in which he in which he is accused of sexually assaulting a teenage cheerleader and soliciting explicit photos from another the 28 year old was banned by the cheerleader's governing governing body in september but he competed in april at the national cheerleading associations associations collegiate competition um it's just the thing is, is like what has happened is in so many cases, like they're getting banned or they're told they can't be present, they can't do this, but like you're finding out that these are like things that people had been reporting for months and months yep. and months and um, Empire Cheer and Dance was banned in October after owner Michelle Robinson, a former sex offender who had been convicted of sexual battery of a teenage boy, registered the Ohio gym under her sister's name. Oh, my God. She took part in a December cheer competition and registered for another in January after successfully reapplying for USASF membership by using a slight variation of the gym's name. It has been suspended again, but the fact that she has been successful in opening another gym in someone else's name or applying for this, just slightly changing her name. The USASF does not want to be interviewed. Uh, released a state, uh, has released a statement that said the organization has implemented more stringent reporting and educational policies for members and has taken significant steps to respond to reports of misconduct and that they are continuously looking for ways to improve, improve athlete protection. Yeah, but
0: it's like- Ban these people. Period. Like, why are they? Oh my God, this is like mind blowing to me. And then like infuriating. Because yes. like if, if take the allegations seriously. And if they're banned, then they're banned. They're not allowed back in under any circumstance whatsoever. And I don't care. The thing that I think that a lot of these things end up coming down to, and maybe it's not as simplistic as this, but is winning. Yep. You're facing a higher price on winning than actually taking care of the individuals that get you to. A winning situation that is mind blowing to me. And it's not just limited to this, but since this is what we're talking about, that's what it sounds like to me. Mm -hmm. That's insane.
1: Winning is here's the thing like, there are issues in sports across the board. Yeah. Uh, it, like it's not just related to this, but when yeah. we take a focus on cheerleading and gymnastics specifically, when we talk about like actually wanting to improve the sport, the fact that like the people who are supposed to be where you should turn the people that you can, um, trust that you should yeah. be able to trust yeah. wh- where if I come to you, you're going to have my back. Mm-hmm. You're going to st- support me you're going to help me navigate this and the fact that they say oh yeah we're banning this person and then you show up and that person is still in the gym maybe not quote-unquote coaching but just still present has to be a very jarring thing to feel like oh no one really cares and you know with this episode it's it's hard because like I we've presented a lot of problems without really any solutions and I think like if I were to offer any kind of solution right now, at least in the, the interim is one, listen and believe victims yeah. um, listen and believe people who tell you something is going on because it is when we ignore and we kind of brush things off that things continue and they are allowed to continue and we turn a blind eye to what's happening, but also be very diligent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I think a lot about like when I cheered and like, I was very fortunate. I had great coaches. I never had any, I never personally had any issues that took place when I was, um, working out in any of the gyms locally, but I'm also cognizant that I don't know that, that my experience is, I cannot say that my experience is everyone else's experience. And I think that like something that we also have to be better about is acknowledging that like, your personal experience with something is not the, is not the greater experience. Like you can know somebody and think that they're super great. And that's not the experience someone else had. And like I said, like, that's, that's like when we talk about like kind of mourning a little bit of like the people that thought they knew Jerry, like, that's, what's really hard for somebody is like, you thought you knew this person and they proved not to be that. And, That, that can be, that can be jarring, but like not feeling that like immediate need to be like, you're wrong. There's no way that they could do this. Absolutely not. I, the reality is, is they could and they did. And that's crappy because now you have to come to terms with like, well, we missed it, Mm -hmm. but that's unfortunately the reality is sometimes people fool us sometimes people are not who we think and we need to believe people when they come forward and I'm I like this is a whole separate thing but I know sometimes when these conversations people come up is it occasionally comes up where someone is like what if that person's lying it's very rare it's very rare that people are lying about because what what benefit are they getting from this like what is charlie and sam like what are they gaining yeah like they they have dealt with a lot of people who didn't want to believe them and a lot of people who thought they were just trying to destroy beloved Jerry and it's like these are two young men who just really love a sport and wanted to be able to compete and wanted to be able to stay within their sport wanted
0: to feel safe
1: and wanted to feel safe and we should be able to respect that and support that just I don't know like I said it feels like one of those times where it's like I wish I had better like takeaways of like what can we do but it's like it's, I think,
0: and this is probably a whole entirely different podcast, but I think, um, and, and I'm not saying it's strictly American culture, but we are in America. I think it's it's kind of gotten to the point now where, uh, and I don't know if it's a social media thing, and that's why I said it's probably a different podcast, but you know, just the idea and essence of, of victim blaming. Um, I think a lot of times when when folks come forward with any type of of sexual assault related um, trauma, they're not taken seriously because for whatever reason we've gotten to this point where everyone assumes it's not everybody, but a lot of people will assume depending on, you know, a person's fame or whatever, that for some reason that these victims have an ulterior motive or anyone really, it's not just limited to famous people. It's, it's, Every time, you know, even a local case of a friend that you know that something has happened to, they're afraid to come forward because they don't want to be blamed for what happened to them, um, and I, it's it's disheartening, and I don't know how we get to the next level of you know accepting the fact that that this shit happens, and it's it's on a daily basis, mm-hmm. um, and I I don't know how we. <laughs> Evolve from, from just victim blaming and it's not every single case, but it's a lot of times the reason that, that folks who have been assaulted or, you know, have had inappropriate things happen to them, have a struggle coming forward because of the implications for the victim and that's, it's backwards. Um, It is. I don't know how we get to the next level, but let's (laughs) spend some time thinking about that because I don't know the answer either.
1: I mean, we can end here on a happier, positive note, but it, it is very like when we talk about like victim blaming. Mm-hmm. Times Athlete of the Year for 2021 is Miss Simone Biles. It is absolutely deserved um, after uh, just what she brought to light at the Tokyo Olympics about, um, her own mental health and just what she was going through and how a lot of that is tied to what she experienced as a gymnast within USA gymnastics. And just, she was also, she was also abused within U S gymnastics. She, again, Simone is the absolute goat, but like Mm -hmm. she, Came when she made the decision in Tokyo to not compete when she decided that this is dangerous. I can't do it. The amount of people that wanted to victim blame her. Oh, she's just looking for attention. She's just doing this. The fact that that was an immediate trigger response for some people where they felt like this is her looking for attention. This is her. That's when what Sasha's is talking about, when we yep. need to stop going to that first yep. and start understanding that what Simone did was the strongest thing she could have done when people come forward and they speak up, when they talk about their mental health, when they share the things that they are experiencing and they're very open and honest about them, it is the bravest and strongest thing that they will do. And- yep refocusing how we like resetting, how we focus on these things. And instead of going to like the negative of like, what are you trying to get out of this and looking out of at is what are you doing for yourself? That's not only going to better you, but also better the sport that you're in. Like she is absolutely 110% the athlete of the year. And I, you think of like the, the women like Naomi Osaka, who have Mm -hmm. also talked very openly about her mental health and making decisions to protect her mental health and the people who came after her for that and came after her for that. Over and over, critics just going after them for quitting, for being this, for being that. But the thing is, is it is the strongest thing they will
0: have ever done. And by doing those things, I don't think that people realize this or take it into account by doing those things and standing up for their mental health and coming forward about these things. They're furthering their careers. Mm-hmm. 100%. They're not being selfish if they're furthering their careers and also using a platform that they have to make it less taboo to talk about mental health.
1: Like- I mean, Sports are not this like I think the one thing that I would like to take into 2022 is a lot of people in sports like to do this thing where they talk about how it's an escape. And yeah, it's an escape for us. Like it's Mm -hmm. an escape to watch them be great. But you know who it's not an escape for? It's not an escape for Simone Bowles when she has to go out there, battle her own mental health after being sexually abused by Larry Nassar, ignored by the United States, by USA Gymnastics, Mm -hmm. um, the failure across the board by even institutions like the FBI, um, the United States Olympics team. Uh, The fact that you have people like Colin Kaepernick who took a stand for things that they believed in and literally watched their careers end as a result of it. But the thing is, is like, a lot of people like to come after someone like Colin Kaepernick is like, well, if you would have just shut up and played football and no one would have ever. The thing is, is he's not complaining about it. He, he has found, he has found his way and he's never going back to football at this point, but he is now, he is now an, an advocate for others. And I mean, he was the one who, who took a stand for her after for Simone Biles after her decision saying that her influence extends far beyond the realm of sports and shows us that another world a better world is possible when we speak our truths with integrity and authenticity and I'm going to link the time article that has everything about Simone Biles because the fact that like right now with anxiety and depression rates skyrocketing with young people being so much more cognizantly aware of the way that they feel and, um, not taking shit any longer. Mm -hmm. Um, when you have people who are willing to step up these, these big time athletes, the people that you go to escape the real world from saying to you, I'm with you. I feel these things too. I'm going through it. It's going to be impactful. Mm-hmm. It's going to change things. And we can be super frustrated right now that things like the U.S. cheerleading federation, whatever, hasn't done enough. And it certainly hasn't. But I hope that like for for individuals like Sam and Charlie, they know that they have started something yep. that will hopefully when we look a year, two years, five years down the road is better. And if it's not, it's not on them. That's on us because then we haven't done our job making the sport safer. So if you want sports to be an escape, if you want sports to be something where you don't have to think about anything else, start stepping up and allowing for change to happen. Cause if, yeah. if you don't, it's never going to get better. And then it's in, you're going to just drive out your best athletes because yep. people don't want to deal
0: with this shit. Oh my God. That, like I don't, I have anything to add because <laughs> that's a mic drop, dude. That was perfectly said. It's
1: i just we want sports to be better right like that's like our thing but you want them to stay
0: around because the only way things stay around is if they evolve so allow them to evolve
1: (sighs) well that this was a heavy episode to start the year but here's the thing we would love to hear from you um what, what, who do you want us? Who do you want to hear from? Like, who should we have on the podcast? I have some ideas. I have, I need yeah. to share them with Sasha. I have some people that I would love to talk to. Um, we would l- happily talk about anything except for NFTs. I don't know anything about that. Um, <laughs> but what should we talk about? The thing that I would like to do with this podcast in 2022 is talk more about, you know, continue these conversations, but it's just like, how do we make sports better? How do we make it more inclusive, more welcoming, more, um, a safer space for people? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying safe space. Like some people like to make fun of, I'm talking about a legitimately safer space for people yes. to exist, to enjoy, because at the end of the day,
0: we want an this- element of, of, everything, you know, mm-hmm. like, yes, sports are great. I love to, I love to watch them, but I also love the human element of sports. So I, I would like to know that the answer to that question, like, how do we make it more human? How do we accept that it they are humans? <laughs> yes.
1: So shoot us an email. You can get, you can find us at mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com. You can also tweet at us at Aaron Sorensen at Sasha 72. We'd love to hear what you think, what your thoughts are on all of this. Uh, have you watched here? What did you think of that fifth episode? If you have, or what have you taken away from um, mm-hmm. just the last year or two of like allegations and the things that are coming forward about these sports and how we can make them better. We just want to hear from you. So again, email us mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com at Aaron Sorenson at Sasha 72. We will be back next week with another brand new episode. We're happy to be back here in 2022 with you. Thank you for coming into a new year with us. Yes. We appreciate you and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Bye. Ahora Media Production.